a pretty cool passage. It's an obscure passage of Scripture in the Old Testament book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. So if you turn your Bible to the middle where Psalms is, just take a left, and then you'll eventually you'll find 2 Kings chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7 today. You can follow along on the screen, or if you have your Bible app on your phone or device, you can follow along there too. We're going to focus on a miracle from the prophet Elisha, Elisha. The company of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for, it's too small for us. So they said, Let's go to the Jordan, the Jordan River, where each of us can get a pole, and let us build a place there for us to meet. And Elisha said, Go. Sounds great to me. Then one of them One of the prophets said, won't you please come with your servants? I will, Elisha said. And he went with them. They went to the Jordan and began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh no, my Lord, he cried out. It was borrowed. The man of God, Elisha, asked, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said. Then the man reached out his hand and took it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you're like me, from time to time you lose stuff. You ever, how many of you lose stuff? Just raise your hand. Let's get it all over with. Here we go. All right. Some of you, like me, have left your coffee mug on your roof of your car and have backed out of your driveway, and you have lost your coffee. Others of you have lost your keys, or like me, maybe you leave your sunglasses on your hat and can't find where you put them, and somebody says, um, they're on your head Or like me, maybe you've been over at VCU Medical Center or another parking deck and you lose your car and you can't find it and you have to ask security to help you. How embarrassing. We lose stuff. But I would say that when we lose stuff, it's really not lost because it's somewhere we've misplaced it. But but it it is. It's, It's really lost. It's really lost. Today I want to talk about losing something else, your spiritual edge. Sometimes we go through situations or circumstances, struggles in life, and we we lose our spiritual edge. We lose our passion. We're not as passionate as we once were for the things of God. Sometimes we lose our joy. Something has happened and it has robbed our joy. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a relationship, Uh, it could be some medical condition that you, and you just lost your joy. And some of us lose hope. Some of us look at the news and look at the events of the world. We look back at what happened last Sunday in Orlando and we lose hope in this world. And we wonder, God, why? And then we pray, Jesus, come, please, please, come, please. We lose our hope. And this 
sometimes causes us to lose our spiritual edge. And this also um, can lead us to lose our faith. God never gives up on us, but sometimes we are the ones who move farther away from God and we lose our spiritual edge. Sometimes we, we, we drift away from coming to church and we're not around like-minded people and we lose our edge. Sometimes we don't go to our small group. We pull away and we haven't been in a long time and we see the caller ID and we know they're calling but we don't want to pick up the phone because we just don't know what to say. Sometimes we, we just drift a little bit and we can lose our spiritual edge. Today we're going to look at how God can help us to reclaim what we have lost and often what we have not intended to lose. Let's look back real quick in your minds and in your Bible to the prophet Elijah. So there's Elijah and Elisha. If you have a problem with those, Elijah, he came first. Elisha was his understudy and succeeded him as a prophet in the Old Testament. If you really have a hard time with it, just call Elijah J and Elisha Shea. All right? So we have Jay and Shay, all right? Got it? Are we together, right? Uh, Elijah was one of the most powerful and greatest prophets that we read about in the Bible. And he went through a terrible time where after a, one of his greatest spiritual victories over hundreds of pagan prophets who worshipped the god called Baal, the pagan god, he sank into a deep, deep depression. King Ahab, the evil king, his wife Jezebel came after him and he withdrew and just wanted, he just wanted the Lord to take him. He says, I'm all by myself, God, and I just don't know what to do. And you know the story, he ended up withdrawing into a cave. And then God sought Elijah when he was in the cave and said, come out onto the mountain, I'm going to pass by. And, and you remember, if, you, if you've studied this story, he sent a great wind, uh, and, and the, the Lord wasn't in the great wind. And then there was an earthquake, and the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And then there came a gentle whisper. There was a fire, the fire, and the Lord was not in the fire. And then the gentle whisper, or the still, small voice of the Lord. And that is what Elijah heard. And then God told Elijah, go back to where you came. And so Elijah did, and he went back to his hometown. And I imagine when he was there, he saw people who could encourage him and help him to have the joy that maybe he had once had. And then he went to Damascus. And there, the Lord told him to appoint some people to come alongside and help him. He knew that Elijah needed encouragement. And so he appointed others to come alongside and do the work of the the, prophet, the prophetic work that God had called him to do. And one of those people whom Elijah anointed was Elisha. Elisha. And Elisha ended up seeing Elijah taken up to heaven and Elisha received a double portion of Elijah's blessing. And there are more miracles attributed to Elisha than Elijah. And there are more miracles attributed in the Bible to Elisha than any other prophet in the Scriptures other than Jesus as I understand it. Elisha did a lot of wonderful things for the Lord. There are some amazing miracles in Scriptures that are attributed to Elisha. For instance, 
He healed a poisoned body of water which saved a community. He raised a boy from the dead. He provided for a widow whose sons were about to be sold into slavery to pay off the family debt because probably her husband had had some debts and when he died, she had no way to pay those. He healed Naaman, who was a commander in the army of Aram, of leprosy after dipping in the Jordan River seven times. And he also is attributed to blinding an entire army for the things of God in battle so that there would be victory. But today's miracle is most unusual, isn't it? An axe head floats. Let's think about it. This scripture says that it was a company of the prophets. And the place where they had been studying under Elisha had gotten too small. They had grown. It's kind of like this church when we started out with the Wallace building. And then over the decades, we have grown and we have had to add physical space, including this beautiful sanctuary. Well, the company of the prophets, all of these young understudies says, hey, this place is getting too small. We need a larger space. Can we go down to the Jordan River and cut down some trees and build a larger place where we can study? And he's like, sure. Why don't you come with us? I'd love to. So they go down and the young students are are uh, at work, and then the young man in the story swinging the axe, and the iron axe head flies off and lands into the water, and he can't find it, and he's devastated. This was the, the scripture also says it was borrowed, and it's the word it is borrowed. That phrase is there for a reason. That implies to us that he didn't even own an axe head, and he was worried about it because as a young student eating ramen noodles like many of you did back in the day, there was no money to pay it back. He was so worried. It was borrowed. Oh no, how, am, how on earth am I going to pay back the owner of, of um, this axe for what I have lost? And this brings us up to a couple of important points that I want to you, you and me to see today. First, Elisha said, where'd it fall? And the young student said, right over there. And Elisha takes a stick and throws it over to that place. The axe head floats and the young man is able to lift it out and take it back. And this shows us very simply that God cares about the simple things in life. Often we think, oh, God only matter, cares about the big stuff. But this story and other things, other passages of Scripture as well, remind us that God cares about the little stuff too. Students, have you ever prayed that God would help you do well on a test? Yes? Have you ever prayed, God, please, that I don't have a migraine today? Have you ever prayed, Lord, just help us have a safe trip? God cares about that stuff. God cares about the big stuff. And if there is a miracle over an axe head, then it tells me that God cares about the little stuff too. That was a pretty pretty big thing, though, to this young student. Another thing that's important is that God helps us to find, this is a key thought, God helps us to find what we did not mean to lose. That's the key thought for today. If you're taking notes, God helps us to find what we did not mean to lose. 
And today we're focusing on our spiritual edge, our passions, our joy, our faith, our hope. We're not as close to God as we once were. God helps us to find what we did not mean to lose. How have you lost your spiritual edge? How have you and I lost our spiritual edge? My guess is that there was a time when all of us were more committed to God at one point in our lives than we were today. Now, there may be some of you here that say, Pastor Bob, I, am, I'm, I couldn't be more on fire. I couldn't be more content. I am so excited about what God is doing in my life. I am filled with joy. Things are really going well for me. And I'm so thankful that there are people who are able to say that, that are uh, able to claim that power and passion and be contagious like that. But even you, even when you're at a state like that in your life, there are things that come that can cause you to lose your spiritual edge and be less passionate about the things of God. Sometimes we miss our Christian friendships. Sometimes we're not serving like we know we want to and we aren't praying like we used to. And we can't remember the last time that we shared our faith with someone else, maybe even at the line in the grocery store or one of our friends or one of our family members. And sometimes we even let our core values drift away. And sometimes we can get cynical. So how do we get our edge back? When we're swinging away in life and the axe head falls off, how do we get our edge back? Here are a few things that I believe can help us today if you're taking notes. The first one is, is we've got to be honest about where we lost it. In the Scripture, verse 6a, Elisha asked the young student, where did it fall? Where did the axe head fall? Because he was so afraid that he had lost it and that he wasn't going to have enough money to pay it back to the owner. And Elisha, the man of God, the prophet of God, says to the student, where did it fall? And the student had to point the area where it fell into the water. And then Elisha threw a stick over in that area and the axe head floated miraculously. That's not something that we could do, but only God could do. But this says that we have to acknowledge before God where we lost it, where it was. And for each one of us, we've got to go back into our mind and search our spirit and acknowledge before God, okay, this is it. There's the spot. And then trust God to do what God can do. I got into a relationship perhaps that I shouldn't have, or I dropped a discipline that I shouldn't have. I thought that secret wasn't hurting anyone. Or maybe someone may have hurt us and betrayed us and we blamed God and we have allowed that to cause us to drift away. And God is just saying, would you just show me, just be honest and tell me where you lost it and then I will help you to reclaim what you've lost. And then the next thing is, and we've already touched on this, God cares about what we've lost. God deeply cares. In Luke chapter 6 and 7, I mean, sorry, Luke chapter 12, verses 6 and 7, Jesus said, Are not five sparrows 
sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs on your head are numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Uh, God cared about an axe head so much that he lifted it out. And this passage from Jesus helps us to know that God cares deeply about each one of us and that God cares even about the small things in our lives. And then third, with God's help, take back what you've lost. With God's help, reach out and take back what you've lost. Verses 6 and 7, the the last part of verse 6 and then verse 7 in our passage. When he showed him the place, when the student showed Elisha the place, Elisha cut uh, cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said, and the young prophet, student-to-be prophet, Um, reached out his hand and took it. Elisha said, lift it out. God perhaps is saying to us, lift it out. This is where I lost it. You care about what I lost. And then God says, here it is, but you've got to do, you've got to lift it. You've got to reclaim what you have lost. I'm, I'm here to help you, but you've got to lift it out. God didn't miraculously cause the axe head to come out of the water and to float into the prophet, into the young student's hands. He had to lift it out. So God perhaps is saying to us that we have to lift it out with God's help, take back what we've lost. Our God specializes in helping us find what we did not mean to lose. Lift it out. Only God could make the axe head float, but he wants us to lift it out. There might be a voice that says, it's too late. But it's never too late to have what you used to have and even more with the power of God. You haven't gone too far and you haven't done too much because our God specializes in helping us find what we did not mean to lose. Maybe you've struggled with addiction over the years and you know that there was a time in your life that you would love to try to do over again. And, and, and unfortunately, that's just part of, of, of your past. But God can say, acknowledge this is where you, you, you let things go. And, and now I want you to take back, I want you to claim that spiritual promise that, that, I, that you've known about for so long and that I'm giving to you. So here's if we could remember this one phrase today. Here's what we can do. We do what we can do and trust God to do what we cannot do. We do what we can do and trust God to do what we cannot do. Can you and I create spiritual passion and faith? We can't do that. But we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God and we can put ourselves in a place where we hear God's Word where our faith can be built up. You know that God hears prayers and we can pray even when we don't feel like it. We can choose to worship even when we don't feel like it. We can choose to share your faith with other people even when we don't have answers to all of the questions that we're asking right now. And we can search for God again and when we seek Him, we will find Him, says the Scriptures. Just remember what Jesus said to the church at Ephesus as recorded in Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and 5a. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. And then repent and do the things you did at first. 
We know that worship is good for us. So we come to worship even when we don't feel like it. We know that God hears our prayers, all of our prayers, and we pray even when we don't feel like it, even when our prayer is simply, God, help me. We surround ourselves with like-minded people who can help build us up even when we don't want to be around others in this particular time in our life. We do the things that we can do and then we trust God to do the things that only God can do. Remember, let's go back and do the things that we did at first. We remember those things. And if you and I want what we once had, we have to do what we once did. When God causes the axe head to float in our spiritual lives, we reach out and we lift it out. We lift it out and we take it back. Our God specializes in helping us to find what we did not mean to lose. And these words from Deuteronomy in chapter 30, the message version by Eugene Peterson. God, your God, will restore everything you lost. He'll have compassion on you. He'll come back and pick up the pieces from all the places where you were scattered. No matter how far away you end up, God, your God, will get you out of there and bring you back to the land your ancestors once possessed. It will be yours again. He will give you a good life and make you more numerous than your ancestors. Deuteronomy 30, verses 3 through 5. God gives, but we must possess it. Take it back. That's how good our God is. When he makes the axe head float, we lift it out. We do what we can do, and we trust God to do what we cannot do. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord God, Thank you for this simple story, an obscure story in the Old Testament. Probably when we've read it before, we may have just glanced right over it. I mean, think about an axe head that flies off into the water and sinks into the bottom, and and then it floats. What's that all about, God? And today we see that this story can serve as a symbol for how you come into our lives and help us to reclaim what we didn't mean to lose. God, every one of us as Christians has gone through a time of spiritual drought and uh, wilderness and questioning, and, and that's okay so long as we don't allow ourselves to stay there in that bottom place, in that wilderness place. God, help us in our circumstances, in our trials and our struggles to acknowledge where we lost our spiritual fervor, our closeness to you. And God, that you just help that rise up and help us lift it out and take it back. Holy Spirit, come and help us. God, there may be ones today who want to rededicate their lives to you They want to take back what they've lost. Sitting right where we are, God, we just acknowledge before you that you love us and that you care about the most intimate and deep things within our souls. God, help us to make a decision to recommit ourselves to you. 
and to follow you all the days of our lives. For other decisions that may need to be made today, public or private, we offer them to you during this time of invitation. In Jesus' name.